Hi everyone. This week's parsha is Parsha's Chokas and Balak. And if you're like me in Israel, it's just Parsha's Balak. And it so happens that my phone, my laptop, and my microphones all crashed on me today. So it's just simple old Chana. And I thought I would talk about something on this week's parsha that I think has been speaking to me in a very profound way. I was walking on Yaffa Beach the other day and I saw a sign. And this sign is now the background of my phone. And the sign said, I found myself searching and searching to find myself until I realized I was right here. And I laughed and I related to it because if you know me or if you're a person living in this world, we know that we're constantly searching. We're searchers. We're trying to figure out who we are, what is our sense of identity and how we can contribute in this world. We love to talk to our parents. We love to blame our issues on our parents. We like to think to ourselves as extensions of everything that has come before us, but yet try to foster our own sense of identity. This week's parasha, we discover the most surprising, enigmatic story. Before we start delving into the story, this week's parasha is parasha's chokas. The word chaik means chakika, means engraving. But there are three types of mitzvah. There are mitzvah that we understand, the mishpatim, like do not kill, do not steal. We have mitzvah that are edot, which are mitzvah that stand as testimony. Like we do it because to commemorate an event that happened. For example, the chagim, we sit in a sukkah because the Jews sat in booths. Or we eat the, eat the carbon Pesach or eat matzah because the, because the dough didn't rise and to commemorate different Jewish holidays. But then we have chokim. Chokims are things that we don't understand. And we open up this week's parish talking about the paradoma. And the paradoma is a calf that essentially is all red and it's essentially burned to crisp and its ashes are mixed with water and sprinkled on kahanim that are become have become impure because they have been in contact with the dead. Now there's a lot of mitzvot in the Torah that are chokim, like kashra. We don't really we don't understand kashra. What's the problem of eating a cheeseburger? We can say it's for health reasons, but that's just nice ideas that we've sort of attached to it. The truth is we have no idea why we keep kosher. And I've come to the realization truth is we know nothing. Our entire lives are Everything that happens to us in life, like this morning, I woke up bright and early at 10 a.m., like ready to record this podcast. And my laptop kept crashing, didn't turn on, the microphone wasn't working, none of the microphones were working. And I was laughing to myself. I was thinking, maybe this is just a tiny, small, parable of the story of our lives. We have no idea what is going to happen, but yet we remain searching. In this week's parasha, we have the most enigmatic story. We have the story of Mashur Abeno, 
hitting the rock. It's a very strange story because if you look at the Pshutai Shal Mikra, if you look at the text in and of itself, there is no inherent reason why the Mashur Beno gets such a terrible punishment. The Jewish people are complaining. Miriam has passed away, and yet there is and there is no water. We know that the water came from the Be'er Shel Miriam. And now that Miriam is no longer here, how will they drink water? And Hashem tells Masha, take your stuff and speak to the rock. And when you speak to the rock, water will come out. And Masha Rabbeinu did not speak to the rock. Instead, he hit the rock. It's interesting because in Parshas B'Shalach and Sefer Shemais, 40 years earlier, when the Jewish people were thirsty, Hashem told Moshe, hit the rock. And here, 40 years later, when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to speak to the rock, Moshe Rabbeinu hits the rock. And Hashem says, because you hit the rock, you will not go into Eretz Yisrael. It's very painful, especially because I'm in Israel. And it's so beautiful here. And to think that my Rabbeinu went through so much, it breaks my heart, truly. He took these people 40 years in the desert from slaves and he only got to take them right to the banks of the Jordan River. He never got to complete his mission. And he'd been through a lot, Masha. He'd been through the amount of complaints and the amount of difficulties that the Jewish people put him through. And Moshe Rabbeinu was resilient. And now at the last moment, as they're about to enter the land, Moshe Rabbeinu is unable to go. The question is why? Why did Moshe hit the rock if Hashem told him to speak to the rock? Moshe Rabbeinu does everything Hashem tells him to do. Why did Moshe hit the rock? And additionally, why, how does this punishment fit the crime? Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock. The same thing that happened 40 years earlier. And water came out the rock. Yet Masha Rabbeinu was punished. The question is why? There are so many beautiful reasons. There are so many hundreds of reasons that are brought by the Mashafarshim. Because they said, oh, we, like in a way they gave testament to themselves. Or the fact that simply they didn't listen to what Hashem said, Masha and Aaron. None of these reasons spoke to me, to be honest. Moshe Rabbeinu, the leader of the Jewish people, would do anything for them. This week, I was listening to a beautiful share, and everything came to light. And it came to light not only in a way, in a way that really spoke to me, in a very deep, profound way. Moshe Rabbeinu was told to hit the rock, speak to the rock. What is speech? Speech is something that, in a sense, remains superficial. Communication is something that, in a way, remains superficial. We can speak about things, but often they never really truly encapsulate the feelings that we're trying to communicate within ourselves. Speech is limited in the sense that it will never deeply explore what we feel inside. It will never hit, no pun intended, the depth of how we are experiencing our lives. We can say we feel a certain way. We can try and express it, but communication will always remain limited. 
it will never explore the depths of the water. In the Zihar, it explains that when Mashrabeno hit the rock, he changed the course of history. That if Mashrabeno did not hit the rock, we would have never had the Mishnah of the Gemara. We'd have, would have never had the Tanaim and Amoraim. We would never have questions. We would never have arguments. Because after this whole episode, Hashem names this event, Maim River, the time of fighting. And the question is, why does this event encapsulate fighting, riv, quarreling? There's something interesting about our lives. That at below, at the depth of every single communication, there is the Mayim Rabbim. The Parsha says that when Moshe hit the rock, Mayim Rabbim came out. It's a beautiful Maima that talks about Mayim Rabbim. Parshas Nayach. That Mayim Rabbim represents the, um, the overwhelming nature of our lives, the complexity of being human. When we think about human and the existential nature, constantly searching for who we are, it is inevitable to come to the conclusion that we are not simple people. Speaking and communicating is something that all animals can express, that we can express as people that we can communicate to one another, but we can do all the talk therapy in the world. It will never hit the core of the essence, what is happening under the surface. Mashrabbeinu, Hashem wanted to give us a life of talking, a life of the simplicity, the life of the communication. Hashem tells us and we do. But Masha knew that life doesn't work like that. That the communication of life, the mere talking, never really answers the question. The truth is, there are so many questions that remain unanswered. Our life is a giant hike. We don't understand what's going to happen. And we always will live with this inevitable enigm enigmatic nature. There will always be a mystery. Hashem wanted to give us simple. Hashem wanted to say, Tamasha, talk to the rock. If you talk to the rock, water will come out. It will be simple. It will be easy. You will communicate and something will happen as a result. That's how we all wish life would be. We could ask Hashem, what is the best decision I should make with my life? Is this what I should do? Was that the right decision? And by that, we get answers and life continues. And we never feel anxious. We never have to make decisions because we question and the answers come and the communication is smooth. Moshe changed the course of history and said to us, the, the simplicity of history, the simplicity of communication doesn't create depth. The complexity is what makes our lives the powerful nature that it is. There would be no Mishnah, there would be no Gemara, there would be no Tara. If there was no questions, if there were no layers, if there was no Mayim Rabin, if there was no depth. By hitting the rock, Moshe uncovered a truth. Moshe changed history. He showed us that beneath the surface, there is so much more to let be let uncovered. And the only way that we actually can become 
well-rounded, healthy human beings is if we search and search and uncover the layers of who we are and what we can accomplish and how powerful we are. I was reading the book, You Revealed by Naftali Horowitz, and he opens up with a beautiful story that one time his wife was away in the country, it was the summer, and his toothpaste tube was basically empty. And he was sitting there and he was lazy, it was late at night, and the, the other boxes of toothpaste tubes were all the way in the basement. So we decided that he was going to squeeze and squeeze. He squeezed the toothpaste tube and a little bit of toothpaste came out. The next night came, he was tired. He did have the energy to go all the way downstairs and he squeezed the toothpaste, toothpaste tube and a little more toothpaste came out. One week later, he was still squeezing the same toothpaste tube. How many layers, how much potential do we have within ourselves? How much toothpaste is thrown out? How much of ourselves is left uncovered? If life was simple and the answers were given to us on a silver platter, we would never uncover the potential of who we were, who we are. The punishment that Moshe Rabbeinu received was not being able to go to Eretz Yisrael. Because unfortunately, when we have the questions and the answers, it's clear but that's not the life Moshe Rabbeinu unlocked. He unlocked a life of mystery. He unlocked a life of layers. And when we discover the layers and elevate the layers and explore the complexity of ourselves in the Torah, the Mashiach that we receive, the revelation, the answers that right now we can never receive will be so much more profound. May we merit very soon to go with our Masharabeno to our Eretz Yisrael in a way that is not only clear, but profound, deep, uplifting, with all the layers of our potential within. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos.